Uh, welcome to this episode of the Down the Pool podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Anthony Abbott. On this week's uh, show, we have a returning guest. Um, I think Peter was on the show nearly two years ago. Uh, so we have a Halifax Wanderers defender, Peter Shala. Welcome back to the show, Paul. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It was kind of like I, I felt like I was uh, very wet behind the ears the first time we did this. So hopefully it's a little bit more streamlined and professional so i thought what we do is uh we go through a few questions and then i post it on social media anybody has some questions so we have a few for you to answer so hopefully you can do that towards the end of the show so obviously the off season as we just finished coming to pre-season doesn't feel as long as what the last two have because we kind of know when everything's happening but how was your off season and what did you get up to so off season was good it was really good actually so Obviously, the end of our last season wasn't really too pleasant for all of us. So I really asked my to get me on a flight straight back back home. So I just really wanted to get away from football at that point a little bit and, you know, really help because the two years before that with COVID and everything, it was kind of draining, you know, and then not making playoffs in the end was really frustrating. So I was super happy to be home. I haven't been home for like two years at that point as well, almost two years. So... Uh, yeah, I was looking forward to just seeing my family, spend time with my family, my friends, uh, traveling a little bit as as much as I was allowed to. Um, obviously, there's still some some rules out there as well. But uh, no, it was a great time. Get away from football a little bit. But uh, I actually started missing it pretty pretty quick as well. Um, you know, then it's it's kind of hard to just stay stay fit by yourself. Uh, you know find that motivation within yourself and obviously start missing the boys and, and just your your routine. And uh, yeah, I just worked a little bit on the side, you know, because all my friends now, they all work or they go to university. Like it's it's no one like me who's just there and exists and there's nothing to do all day. So I thought, <laughs> why not get a job and just, I did some delivery stuff and uh, that, was, that was good to get a, get a little extra money coming in and just, just do something something with my time. How hard is it for you to just switch it off like that, though? You know, I know you said you want to get away from it, but like, do you, are you the type of per- person who like reflects an awful lot? Like, where you know, like if you have a bad game or whatever, that it takes you a while to get it out of your system. Um, well, like in season, it's I'm like really, really like self-reflective. Like I, I think about football a lot. You know, like you go on a pitch, you train, or you go to a game. And then you go home, it's not like our day of work, I'll say, so it's over. But like we have to do our recovery stuff and lots of other things. Everything with the mind, what's coming up next. So like obviously you sit at home and you watch watch footage. You, you, you look back at what you did good, what you did maybe can improve on. And, uh, you know, it takes, it takes uh, a lot from myself as well to be that disciplined and that, you know, focus on the game that you really like have to analyze yourself. Because obviously... You don't want to look at yourself and say, "Oh, this was not, this wasn't good," but you have to do it. So, yeah, in season, it's it's pretty day to day that I have to do that stuff, and uh, you know, in off season, I just kind of switch off. You know, like going uh, without going to play. I was coming home. I just wanted to get away from it. I didn't really reflect on on anything until like a couple of weeks later, I would say. And the club had a good way of dealing with it as well. They just said like everyone's getting their their space for now, and then uh, they started reaching out like towards the end of the year. And uh, started to have some chats with some players, how the offseason is going and plans for the new year and stuff. So that was good that they let us breathe a little bit as well. Nice. Um, so 
obviously preseason started. You started in Halifax and now you're in Toronto. So how's uh preseason been going and uh, how are the the new players fitting in? Uh, very good so far. Very good. Um, I think all the new players are feeling pretty comfortable here. Um, you know, we have a couple of guys who are first-time pros and a couple of guys who've been been around before. Like like Aiden, he has got a lot of experience, even though he's still young. Um, it's been really good. I mean, they all fit in. They all fit in just just fine from the beginning. Uh, the the vibe on the pitch is is pretty good. Uh, it was from the beginning pretty good, and it still is. And you know, I think it's it's come together pretty nice. The first two weeks in Halifax were good. Um, worked on a lot of uh, yeah, just basic stuff to get back into it and to get everyone on the same page. And now with our with our games coming up, we go more into some details, tactical details. And I think uh, now we're slowly getting a, an idea of our identity this year. So uh, I had Alex Dorado on the, the show, and obviously he was like one of the, the big names that came in. Obviously he's not a player, he's a coach. But um, how how are you finding uh, his style? And uh, what what does he kind of bring into the team that's a little bit different? You know, I'd say like he's a typical Spanish manager. Like he like he like like he can see his passion for the game every day. Like he runs a lot of our sessions and coaches uh, coaches sits back now sometimes and just watches more, which is good for him as well. Um, and yeah, he definitely adds a lot to the team. I mean, his resume speaks for itself. He's been to a lot of good places. He's been pretty much everywhere in the world and uh, has coached with. Uh, together with really well-known coaches. So he definitely knows what he's doing. And uh, I think, yeah, he will bring a lot of, uh, lot of structure to the team and maybe maybe like a different insight for, for coaches as well. You know, just that you have someone else who's got a lot of experience as well on his side that maybe, uh, yeah, can just help him in making decisions and, and just help us be in a better team and perform better. I, I think that must be that'll be nice for Steven like that he can not that he probably wasn't able to do the same with Mizut there but he's like if he's able to s- s- take a step back away from just being in the, the middle of all the sessions that you can kind of focus a little bit more on the tactics rather than just the kind of day-to-day stuff so like is that is Alex like um is he kind of an arm around your shoulder kind of thing he'll bring you over and like talk you through stuff or does he scream and shout at you or what what, what kind of what kind of personality does he have? No, he's very, very calm. Just a very calm, very nice guy. Uh, never heard him like in any like in an aggressive tone or something. Like he's very patient. Even if some somebody or maybe we don't get something right the first time, the second time, he's very patient. He just tries to encourage us all. He gives us a lot of confidence. And yeah, he is that kind of guy that comes over to you and says like, "See, Peter, in this situation, could have done this and this a little bit better." But uh, he does it in a way that's very comfortable, you know, like he's not coming to point all your mistakes. He's coming, basically says like, listen, like you did all this and this and this, right? But if you do this a little bit differently, then it would be even better. So like, he really like wraps it in a little, in a little present that doesn't sound as bad if it's just like, <laughs> listen, like this. <laughs> oh, I love that, I love that. Um, so if we've had uh, two preseason games already. I think we played uh, the Dieppe from... New Brunswick, which was yeah. kind of the first one, and then uh, Vaughn, I think, the last one. So, uh, obviously, we didn't get to see the games because like, they're not being televised or nothing like that. But how did the games go, first of all? And 
how important is it that this year we get those games in whereas like the last two years because of covid we didn't get a chance to have any kind of preseason games so obviously the first game against Dieppe or whatever I don't, I don't really know how to pronounce it was uh, was pretty positive i mean um, obviously the the sound of the team was was pretty far from from what we uh, have in the cpl so i think there was seven seven nothing it was pretty uh, clear but you know it's just it's not about the 7-0 or, or about winning the game. It's more about implementing things that we work on in practice and really trying to focus on these things in the game and trying to put them on the pitch instead of just finding a solution and scoring a goal. That's all nice, but really trying to do the things that we want to do, that we want to try and work on because obviously you're going to score goals from them making mistakes or they're, I don't know, giving the ball away in the build-up, something like this, but we want to, we really want to try to go in and you know, try to score goals from what we've worked on. And, and I think that was pretty positive for the fact that we've only been in training for a week or two at that point. And, uh, yeah, now against Vaughn was, uh, they were a good team, actually. I mean, uh, they're always pretty good in the in the League One here. So, and I think they, they drew against York as well and had a good game against Forge or something. So, they're, they're definitely a decent team. And they're actually pretty good that day as well. Um, I wasn't too happy with our performance to be honest but I think that's just um, also the fact that we haven't really done a lot of work on our shape yet so we were really like disconnected not as compact so as a as a defender me at the back I'm, I'm just fuming for 90 minutes because I don't have people <laughs> around me you know um, but uh, I mean the positive thing to take is that, that we won a game we find found a way to win the, to win the game, and uh, you know there's some clean sheet. There's some positive we can take, and the rest we'll work on. You know there was definitely things we can take from the game, but um, overall we I think it was kind of like a, a point where we realized that we still have a lot of work to do before the season, but nothing that's uh, that's uh, really negative that that comes from it. To be honest, so it was pretty good the two games, and now we just look forward to have another one tomorrow and. Uh, Hope to hope to put some more some more good things to pitch tomorrow that we've been working on. So you're coming into year four as a wanderer, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. We're in a fourth year already. Um, how how much pressure do you kind of put on yourself? Because obviously, like you're a fan favorite, the fans love you. Um, uh, to bring success to the club, because obviously, like we're we really want, and I think with the fan base that we have, we kind of deserve a championship. Like how, how much pressure do you feel yourself and how much you put on yourself to, to kind of bring that, that home this year? I, I honestly, I don't feel any pressure. I don't put any pressure on myself. I don't, like I've, I had a time in football where I've been putting a lot of pressure on myself and I felt like it doesn't really help me in my game. And um, last year was, was, was year two because it was the first time that I, I was injured really. That was out and it was a completely new experience for me. So I put a lot of pressure on me coming back and and it takes a toll on you because your expectations of yourself are so high that if something goes wrong, like you're, you're just much, much hard on yourself. And let's be honest, like we're playing football. It, it's, it's a game. It's, it's fun. It's playing with <laughs> your mates. Like there's no pressure. Pressure is, I don't know... Uh, dad of a family who has five kids and he has to put food on the table every day you know 
with 60 hours of work a week that's that's pressure you know we we just here to enjoy ourselves well my well i have this year and then i have an option next year um i'm just trying to enjoy the time with my friends and, and my buddies to play and obviously try to be successful at the same time so i'll make sure to tell everybody here in halifax that they need to put more pressure on your shoulders and push you <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but so like we always say you know like this i've talked to Corey about this a couple of times you know like there's no one there's really no one that could more, put more pressure on myself than me because like i expect high like i expect a lot from myself i'm just the, the way i am and i think a lot of athletes professional athletes especially i like that but the pressure i put on myself is like i know what kind of pressure it is like it's nothing like overwhelming for me anymore that i say like oh shit like i i got to i got to perform today and i got like and if i don't it's the end of the world it takes you to another level of 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 pressure that's probably not good to go into a game like that you know you need a bit of freedom you need a bit of just trust in yourself and and confidence i think that's that's things that players should be working on more than putting pressure on themselves so last year as you mentioned like you, you had your injury and stuff for that so what did you learn from it because like obviously we had a lot of games happening um we had injuries all over the team really so like there was probably like a little bit of pressure on you to to kind of get back a little bit early um just to kind of get back into the team and help out but what what did you learn from having the injury not get injured again <laughs> <laughs> apart from that <laughs> so, yeah um, no it was pretty tough for me to be honest like i'm i'm people who know we would agree like i'm one of the most impatient people i think out there like i hate waiting for things i hate sitting you know like i know it's not like that but you know when when i was injured i just felt like i'm not contributing because i couldn't contribute on the field obviously i still had a role to play in the team and in the dressing room and stuff but it just, just doesn't feel the same you know you want to be part of the success and also part of the losses like you, you win as a team you lose as a team but you just kind of lose that connection when you're out when you're sitting out and uh, you know i think i pushed it last year a little bit too much at the beginning and i had guys and and also physios coming up to me and saying like you know i don't think that's a good idea you're already out there running and and or trying to get into a scrimmage and stuff like that where sometimes i learned like i just have to listen to to other people sometimes instead of just being stubborn and and trying to force things and yeah i just learned that that's part of the game and uh, i think that also showed me the how quick how quick things can be over you know i mean that wasn't a bad injury there's way worse injuries and i came back within a couple of weeks but you know never been injured before you don't even think about it i never even thought that i would at any point would get injured and now that it happened you kind of realize well wow, okay like it can actually happen pretty pretty quick and you never know how bad it's going to be you never know if you're going to come back from it or not so i think now i know even more than before that i should value and enjoy every day that i have in the game that's and just uh, try to make the best out of it it's great it's great attitude man um so uh we have to talk a little bit just about last year obviously we don't want to talk about it too much but like we were kind of in a really good position coming towards the end of the, the season. We were kind of fifth, fourth, fifth, fourth. And then we kind of just kind of collapsed a little bit towards the end of the season. Uh, what, what, what do you think caused that? Like obviously we lost to Valor and we lost to, to Forge. Like, do you think it was injuries or tiredness or were you just overcautious? What do you think led to the, like to us kind of falling apart a little bit towards the end of the season? I think uh, the tiredness was just a, a big, 
a big thing. You know, with all the injuries we had, we couldn't really rotate our squad as, as much as other teams or as, as much as we needed to. I remember leaving for that road trip. I think it was two games or three games road trip. Well, at least it was definitely Vala and, and Forge on the way home. We played and I remember leaving for a trip and I was like, I was talking to Cohen. I was like, Jesus Christ, like I'm, I'm drained, like physically, mentally. I'm just at a point where I don't know where to take power from anymore. Obviously, you're motivated and you want to go and win because you're in such a good spot. But at that point, we've already played probably like, what, 24 games. And it's been every three, four days because of the, the um, compressed schedule. So it's at one point it was just kind of overwhelming, I think, for a lot of players, how much it was like the travel. And we haven't really had time at that point to work on a lot of things on the field and training because there was no training. I mean, we were, we were playing, then we get a rest day or like we do like a recovery day. And we have maybe one day to work on a couple of things, but you can't really do too much because everyone's legs are gone already and you have to go <laughs> on a plane and then go on, go to a game again. So it's a lot of things we just had to like kind of do in theory. And uh, yeah, I think it was just a lot of things coming together. Still, I think we could have done better. Uh, we should have done better. I think after the bubble, everyone thought, okay, that's, that's going to be a tough, tough ride to get back into those uh, spots for, for, for players. And we actually made it pretty... <laughs> pretty close and then uh, yeah towards the end we just lost our form and you could see it as well the way we lost the games especially the Vala and the, uh, the Forge game was just you know a lot of things came down to individual mistakes just a lot of things that you know usually wouldn't happen earlier on the season or when 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 you're at a point where you peak in you know when, when everyone's focused and, and healthy and fit you know those are little things that happen when you start to get tired too early and and you know, and that, I, I think we just saw that in, in those two games. And then obviously very frustrating that we couldn't bring it home and against Ottawa because we just had the chance again. And it didn't work out. Yeah, I, I you know, like the, the Ottawa game was kind of like a one-off kind of like take or leave it kind of thing. And I think that we'd already probably lost our playoff spot before then anyway. Um, but like the, the club has brought in and... The, the off season they brought in like a lot of a lot more backroom staff you know like they brought in a mental uh they brought in like a, a motivational coach and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff so ha, has that been implemented already are you, are you guys doing sessions with those people and like do you buy into that kind of stuff like do you think that's going to help the team yeah yeah for sure so we have uh yeah like you said more like a bigger group of staff around the team we have a fitness and conditioning coach that we're working together. He has like a gym here in, in Ontario. He's just doing some, some like he's coming out every now and then. And right now he's around the team a bit more because we're here. And we have a full-time fitness coach now. So Danielle, our physio, doesn't have to warm us up and all that stuff anymore. So she, she kind of just focuses on the, the physiotherapy thing and... Uh, yeah, then we have uh, the mental skills coach, which is really good. I think um, that plays a huge role in football these days. I've, I felt that last year actually a lot that I was mentally trained really from, from the season. Like everything that's been going on, starting with the injury, the schedule, the ups and downs personally and as a team. So I think uh, that's definitely something that really helps because I think people underestimate the 
the pressure that, that that comes with you know being being uh, an athlete and and putting yourself under a certain amount of pressure and pressure from the coaches you know you constantly get get criticism so you have to learn a way to deal with all these these things right and if you don't learn it i mean how how would you know how to deal with it and then it becomes a problem and it creeps in and if there's too many guys in the team who have those problems then it becomes a bigger problem <laughs> i think uh yeah i think it's a good addition for us to have these sessions together as a team we do some stuff and uh, you know there are like classroom sessions and we just do some fun stuff and kind of talk about the values you want to carry as a team and as individuals and if someone has like individually not even problems it's more like why why not get better in this area as well the mental area of things if we have the if we have the resources right there you know you don't it's not like you know you have to be you have to have a problem to go see her you can just go and say like wait i i just got to take a bunch of this you know why why not uh, take the help if if it's right there it makes a lot of sense and i i think it's uh something we definitely needed and it just the, the club just feels like it's just getting more and more professional like that kind of stuff just fits into uh i think where the where the club's going and where we kind of need to go so another question i had for you like was just last year as you mentioned with injuries like um not just yourself like gems was late arriving and then he caught covid and then uh mateo was playing alongside you he got injured maury got injured uh, jake ruby got uh uh injured and stuff like that so for yourself like how difficult is it like when your your defensive partners are chopping and changing so much like that like how how hard is it to to get that kind of understanding and flow because like in the island games it was basically just you and gems right and you kind of had that um that understanding so how hard is that to 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 focus and um build those relationships so quickly yeah it's it's definitely a factor that that's uh they have to consider you know it's always easier to get used to one partner or like a whole backline that that works well together and, and you know you know each other you know the strength and the weaknesses of the other players so you can kind of like play up to their strength and and make you know make each other look good and help each other out i think the ideal situation would be that if we have eight defenders and we have a season of 24 like you, we have to rotate our squad right like there's no no player who should be playing every game i mean it happened before you know rumpy right so many minutes last year It's because we didn't have any any real alternatives because we had so many injuries so it's hard sometimes to rotate but just to be, make sure that everyone's always at their best it's important that you if you have played six games that you sit one out maybe you know and if you have that within a, a back four that you can just you know that I'm I'm used to playing with Santos but I'm also used to playing with Restrepo and and other guys Karim or whoever it might be that you have that connection with like everyone i think then then you're at a point where you can switch players and and don't really lose quality on the pitch but obviously there's going to be you know that one back four that's going to play in important games uh that coach things might be the strongest for us or the best for this certain game and uh you know it's very important that that yeah that you get the they get used to each other and then you build a relationship for sure especially between the two center backs i i i reached out to people on on twitter and instagram for some questions for you because the wanderers did a 
um, during the lockdown, they did like an Instagram uh, question and answer thing with players. And I thought it was a great way for people to kind of get to know you guys a little bit better. So I was going to ask you a couple of questions and if you don't want to answer them, you don't have to, man. So uh, which, uh, which former Wanderer would you like to see back on the team? It's a good question. Ooh, there's a couple, but um, probably Elliot. Simmons. Nice. That's yeah. a, he, 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 I think how he's matured so much, um, as you said, like Rampy, like uh, probably would have been able to get some rest that we saw at Elliot in the team. I think Elliot would definitely yeah. like slotted into that kind of position. Um, yeah. What? Where? Where are you with your uh, permanent residency status? Um, it's actually getting sorted out right now, so we're just waiting. You know. They, they always take, I think they do it every three months or something. They take like a certain amount of the applicants and then they decide yes or no. And um, I think what Corey and I are both, both in the process and I think we should be up in the next three to six months latest. Amazing. Uh, there's a lot of people who yeah. are uh, really looking forward to getting those cards and uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's going to be a good day. Um, what are your after... I, People, this makes you feel like you're about 35. But uh, what are your after football plans? <laughs> yes, it's not a bad question. You know, those are definitely thoughts that are on my mind sometimes as well. Um, yeah, like uh, I definitely want to stay in the game. I think, you know, uh, like I don't put a lot of pressure on myself about it, but I definitely want to stay in some sort of capacity as a coach. Probably, you know, I did my coaching course now, and uh, we start now a little, a little gig with the with the training, with the coaching thing in Halifax. That's something I definitely want to do. But um, I don't know, whatever makes me happy, man. Like, I'm I'm pretty open to, to the world. Like, I know I want to travel, I want to see the world. Uh, yeah, but, you know, whatever makes me happy in the end. Like, I'm not out here to just bag money or just, you know, like, I'm, I'm, my mindset is more on, you know, seeing the world and enjoying my time here and, yeah, I'm just finding happiness. It's awesome. Um, see here, uh, you've been here since uh, day one. What changes have you seen at the Wanderers, uh, good or bad? You know, I think there's not a lot of bad things I could say about how this this club has has developed itself over the last four years. I think every year there was things that, uh, that they've improved on, and um, I hope they'll continue doing that. You know, I think. Uh, Every year they become a bigger part of the community and there's more people who find out about the Wanderers who want to come to games. And now that the virus is slowly backing off, I hope so. Uh, it will be yeah, normal again in the stadium. Like we had last year a couple of games as well where, where it was full, but uh, yeah, it will just be nice that it's just going to be a normal thing. And, you know, with all the adversity the club had to face, obviously a new league then with the with COVID and everything, you know, it's, it's not easy. Also from a financial standpoint, then you have 25 guys sitting here who, you know, who like to complain and, and <laughs> about this, about that, and I want this and I want that. And that's completely normal. I mean, that's, that's everywhere in the world. But uh, I think for that fact, uh, they're conducting themselves really, really good. And, uh, you know, they help us, they make us feel very home in Halifax. And uh, yeah, I'm happy here. Words of advice for upcoming Canadian players? Um, you know, what the, the one advice I like because I, I experienced firsthand is just, um, you know, just, just like live football is 
it's it's a fight, you know. You get knocked down, you gotta get back up. It doesn't mean that that that's your chance done, you know. Um, just because one door closes for you because something doesn't work out, and maybe going to a certain club, going to a certain university, whatever it might be, um, you know, just don't give up on it. If you if you work hard and if you if you have a dream and you wanna succeed, you gotta get up and and learn from things. You know, that's the way you learn uh, by. By trying things out and by by getting knocked down, by you know uh, failing sometimes, but then you know, okay, this is this is uh, what I shouldn't do. This is you know, this is a lesson for me, and, and now I keep going, and I'm a I'm a better version of myself. What's the difference between the academy system in Germany that you grew up in and uh, college uh, football in Canada? Oh, there's a lot of differences, you know. Um, Obviously, the the style of football is, is very different. You know, in, in Europe, it's more more tactical and, and technical. While here, it's it's more based on athleticism. I would say, um, you know, which is normal because obviously in Europe you have you've had a culture since two hundred years, and and it's only been really around in Canada. I don't know for. Like that, there's academies and whatnot. Maybe for what twenty years now, twenty twenty five. I don't know. So I think that's definitely a big one. But uh, yeah, other than that, I think what I like here is that people are more they're just calmer, you know. So in in Germany, you know, there was a time as well in Germany when I was in the youth system where coaches put a lot of pressure on you, even when you're only fourteen, fifteen, sixteen years old. And, you know, there's no room for mistakes where, like, I came here, you know, working with Dino first, who's English himself, but, you know, he's he's kind of adapted to a Canadian way. And some things, I guess, you know, he's just putting so much confidence in me, instilling so much confidence in me. And then with coach here, with Stephen, it was the same thing. You know, there, there's, like, there's space for mistakes and they, they're not going to rip your head off if you do. And <laughs> I just want to try to get you to a point where you always try to do the right thing. And as long as you have the right idea and recognize the right thing, it's okay to execute it maybe not in the best way. It's, it's going to happen. But as long as you have the right idea, they're not going to be angry at you. So I think that's something that, that definitely I like better here than Germany because in Germany, everything is very drilled and very has to be perfect and excellence and you know it's it's uh, it's toughest at times so that's definitely it's a little more laid back here nice um how loudly will you cheer for alex marshall at the candy game if you get to go yeah it's a tough one eh? they, <laughs> if want canada to go through they've been uh, like their, their run was amazing i think they put them on the map all over the world right now and for football you know even in germany they're talking about the canadian national team i think most of them didn't even know they had one <laughs> So I'm definitely hope you know it's a, it's a tough one. I you know I, I I love for for Marshall to have a good game and show himself and be able to yeah prove himself at that level as well. So yeah, I hope hope the best for him. Hope the best for Canada. I hope everyone's happy in the end. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he scores like a consolation goal or something. Who's your favorite player to play with on the team right now? To play with? Yeah. It's tough. I mean, there's a lot of players I like to play with, but if I had to pick one, probably Joe, because he scores. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, but, you know, Rumpy, Rumpy is a good one as well because uh, you can Rumpy can dictate a game. <laughs> he can dictate a game, especially in practice. You know, uh, we just found out that 
usually I think when you're in the end it's a scrimmage when you're around this team you usually win because you just like you just get get more possession and you just dictates a lot of the game he's a, he's an incredible footballer I, I love watching him play and I think uh, he's kind of a little bit undervalued in the league because I don't think people because he's in that position that it doesn't show off an awful lot. It's kind of like, you know, you're kind of doing the, sometimes it's it's harder to do the little things. And I think he does the little things really, really well. And I don't think people kind of appreciate that as much as they should because uh, like he, I think he's really the engine for our team. Um, and 100%. Very- if you look at the studs, you know, like studs is like the, the big thing in North America that everyone likes to look at. But in the end, they only look at, assists, goals, and, and whatnot. But there are all the other studs that, that just show that he's doing so much dirty work in the midfield that people don't really recognize, especially people who maybe just go watch football on a Sunday and, and don't really know too much in depth about the game. But he is that kind of player for us. You know, he's, he's covering so much distance and winning so many battles. And uh, yeah, he's, he's super important for us in the midfield. No question. Um, Dave Finnison Dave asked you this one uh, has anybody megged you in training yet? yeah Corey actually <laughs> the first week that's <laughs> not amused but welcome back <laughs> yeah uh, and uh, so somebody had a, a nickname for you the their chef what do you think of that nickname and would you like people to use it? you know in, in, in Germany chef means like boss so like but I know here it means like coke, coke. basically so <laughs> people will probably get it the wrong way and ask me, ask me to cook them something after so I don't know I'm not sure about that <laughs> cook you up an omelette and then um, there's just two more ideas sorry bud uh, your biggest challenge in your time at the Wanderers my biggest challenge was definitely a, the injury I would say last year and yeah. Can you tell people about your tattoo that you chest my, tattoo? Chest piece? Yeah. Um, yeah, I got that a, a while ago. I was 19, maybe. I got it. It's uh, it's basically like an old old school style tattoo. It has like the old school woman, old school gentleman, all compass in the middle, and some roses and, and clouds around. Um, you know, I have a couple different things. That, you know, tattoos for me are not really, when I got it, I just really like the, the look of it I like the the symbols I liked what they meant but I didn't really have like like put it all together but uh, you know just reminds me of, of of things you know the old school gentleman stands for like you know typical old school things like bravery and and loyalty and things like that and uh, yeah those are just things that that I see in it but it's not like I look at it and it reminds me of like a certain thing. That's why I got it. Like it's more like, a, you know, I like the I like the the symbols, I like the look of it, and and the rest is uh, you know whatever I see in it, I see in it. You need you need to work on the story for that tattoo, man. You need to come up with some, you know, just make it up. Just like it was just I was in this, I got lost somewhere, and I, you know something crazy happened to me, and I got inspired for this tattoo. Um, so so th- just the last uh, little bit of the show here. Um, you kind of just touched on it there a little bit about uh, after football, you want to kind of get into coaching. And I know that yourself, Corey and Christian have set up a new uh, coaching 
company or a scheme. I don't know what way to, to, to say it. It's called uh, Harbourfront Elite. So can you tell us how the idea came about and kind of like what it's all about? What's what's the, what's the deal? So we had an idea for a while, actually, um, probably for like over, or we started talking about it in PI at the, at the Island Games. So it's been a while that we talked about it and we always knew that there's a, there's definitely like a, a niche that we can kind of step into there because we know there's a lot of clubs in in, in Halifax for, for the youths to go and train and play. But we want to just be that, uh, you know, a place they can come and just work on the little things, the details, the finishing, the technical stuff. And, you know, work in like smaller groups and, you know, for whoever wants to, wants to get better, wants to work on little things and uh, enjoys working with us is is welcome to to come in and and train with us and uh, you know obviously it's also a little gig on the side for us to to maybe build something here we never know how big it's gonna grow how many kids want to come and uh, you know you never know what's gonna come out of it we definitely want to kick it off uh put a, like do our part in the community as well i think it's also something that we're all very passionate about and uh yeah we're just looking forward to to get some faces out there and, and start coaching. And that's pretty much it. You know, we, we have so much free time on our hands uh, when we were here. You know, usually we're, we're done with our days. Made us at like two, three, and then we have the evening off. You know, obviously there are days we have to rest and recover and other things to do, but it still leaves you with like three, four nights a week where you just, uh, we have time and why not invest that time in something that, is profitable for us, for, for the kids and, and for our future and their future. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much why we wanted to kick it off. And we've had the mind, we have have had it in mind for a while. And uh, this year now with COVID gone, or like not gone, but hopefully gone completely soon, um, it's much easier for us to really yeah, kick it off and, and start getting kids out to, to train. So you've got a, a pilot program coming up in, in April. What will the sessions kind of be like and uh, how can people get their kids signed up? We have a, a mailing list. We started with a mailing list. So whoever wants to sign up their kids, they can give us their email. We'll send them some more information and uh, then like a little Google form where they put their age, position, uh, what times of the week they they would be free to, to come. And the first three weeks is kind of like, a, we just want to pilot a little bit, see how it works out with the, the plans we've made, how many kids are coming out, what are potential groups that we could break them into. And once we've done all that, we want to go into group session, maximum eight kids, and small group sessions, four kids, and then individual sessions as well. We want to offer all the different, the, the whole different range. And uh, yeah, I think the first couple of weeks are just there for us to really get the foot in the door, get to know some kids, get to know some parents, see what we can improve on, what is good. Maybe what we have, what we need to buy. If we need pugnets, if we need something else, if we, you know, just things that we have to kind of figure out in the first couple of weeks. And then I think once that's done, we, we're just gonna kick it off and and try to get as many kids and as many happy parents uh, to the pitch, and you know, just have some fun and banter as well. I love it. I love it. Uh, is there a website people can go to? No website. No, we have uh, social media, so Instagram, Facebook. And our email addresses on those uh, social media accounts as well. So they can text us, Facebook, Instagram, or just send us a mail. 
and we'll be happy to invite them to a session. Yeah. And what's the uh, Instagram handle that people can go to? It's Harbor from the Lead. It's for Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, they can find the email as well. So yeah, so if you want to have your kids hang out with some wanderers and uh, learn direct from the pros, it's a, it sounds like it's going to be a really great scheme and it's a fair play to you. It's kind of nice that you're investing your time into something. And um, yeah, man, I I'm, I'm really hope it works out for you. I'm, I'm really impressed. Uh, everything I've seen on, on, online so far looks really good. So is it you that has the, you've got your, your B license, right? Um, is, are you working on going forward with that yeah I, I just actually finished it so i'm just waiting on my results to come back and uh, then i should be done with my b so that's definitely something um that i want to keep working on it's, it's actually fun to do that course lots of information and you know now it's just up to me to you know learn some things myself like to, to, to implement all these things that i've now picked up again um and yeah, you know just put them in the sessions with the kids I really appreciate you giving me so much time, man. Like I know that you're busy and this is your, your downtime. So um, thank oh, you so much. Um, it's, it's been, it's been great kind of catching up and uh, the season just can't come quick enough, man. It's like, uh, was it 16 days away? Is so, I think somebody said today. Well, you know, it's uh, April 7th, isn't it? In, yeah. in New York. Yeah. So, uh, so yes, yeah, it's, it's coming quick. Yeah, I'll, I'll, one last question before I let you go. Sorry, what do you think of the New Jersey? Um, I like them. I like them. I've seen both. I've seen the the, the other one as well. It's, <laughs> it's, it's also nice. I like I like the the away one, and um, you know I think this one the the um, main kid this year, the ones that you all know now, is it's basically the opposite from last year, right? A little bit. So you have the the navy in the middle and all the. And it reminds me a bit of the our first home game from the first year, and that's probably my favorite jersey of all time that we had the first home the first home jersey. So I like it. I definitely like it. That, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Um, can't wait to see you back at the Wanderers Ground, and uh, hopefully this is our year. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, Thanks for having me on. Always a good chat. I'll talk to you soon. Time to drink up, folks. Get out. Out to fuck.